and welcome to another episode of the Tag One Team Talks, the podcast and blog of Tag One Consulting. Today, we're going to be talking about integrating DevOps into your organization. I'm Michael Myers, the Managing Director at Tag One, and I'm joined by Karen Cassio, a DevOps engineer at DaVita. Karen, welcome and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Very exciting. Could you introduce yourself real quick? Just you know, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, a little bit about DaVita. It's, it's an amazing company and, and what you do there. Sure. So I'm Karen Cassio. I live in Denver area. I have been in IT for many, many, many years. I've gone everywhere from being a system administrator to a website backend developer in Drupal to now a DevOps engineer. I had a friend introduce me to DevOps five or six years ago now, and it seemed to me that made perfect sense in my career direction, good marriage between system administration and um, development. I love both ends, needed a little bit of both, so it gives me that combination. I've been at DaVita for four and a half years, well, a little over four years, and I've been a DevOps engineer at DaVita the whole time even though it's been a developing technology at Davina or mindset, sorry, not technology. And Davina is like the number one or number two kidney care company in the world. We have like 75,000 employees. So a lot of people come up to me, do you know my friend Joe at Davina? I'm like, no, I don't even know most of IT, let alone anybody in the clinics. I think I know one person in the clinic by proxy because I know his wife. That's it. Um, we are Fortune. I thought it was lower than 500, but I keep forgetting those. Healthcare provider, $12 billion market cap. And I think our IT itself is like 1,500 employees, something like that. It's huge. So we've got multiple, multiple programs we're running, I touch a very small piece of that. A Fortune 500 company is, is huge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 75,000 employees. You know, it, it's got to be exciting to be a part of, you know, very mission-driven organization. You know, as you said, you know, IT is, is a portion of that and, and you're working on a portion of that. Can you give us a little insight into, you know, how you fit into the organization? You know, what kinds of teams or sites or applications you're working on? Absolutely. So my current title is a DevOps engineer, but I work on the enablement team. Uh, basically, our job is to kind of bring in the message of DevOps and the DevOps culture. We're working to transition the teams to understand what DevOps is, make sure that this guy that's been doing system administration for 20 years doesn't feel like He's going to lose his job tomorrow. We're not trying to automate him out of the job. We're trying to, or her, we're trying to bring them forward so that they continue to grow their career, grow their mindset, grow their knowledge, and get on board with where we're going forward. We're not trying to push anyone out. And there's a lot of fear with that, with DevOps. Like, oh, you're, you're just trying to automate me out of a job. And it's like maybe automating you into a new job. How can you transition your job to make it more repeatable? I work... Like I said, on the DevOps team, it's actually its own lane where it was. We've been 
integrate it back into the operations infrastructure team to make sure that we are really partnering with them. Um, we mostly support a program called CWOW, which is clinics without walls. Right now, you go into any of the clinics and they've got individual servers and they're manually putting in all these things and they've got, I'm not a clinician, so I'm, I'm speaking from things I've learned at this point. They've got multiple screens. They have to go input these things and then put things down on paper and it's tedious. And then if somebody goes to another, they go travel, so they want to go to another Divina center to get treatment, they have to fax the big pile of paperwork or email a big pile of paperwork. And I think, I think fax is the secure way of sending information these days still, which is scary in and of itself. And rather than that, Center Without Walls is aiming to consolidate all these different programs. And so if, if you have to go get treatment somewhere else and you can travel, you can travel and they'll bring up the program and boom, they've got your whole treatment plan. The thing with a kidney patient is they have to go three or two or three times a week for multiple hours. So this really, as you can imagine, changes their life, right? It's like, oh, I can't really travel because that place doesn't have a center. I have to worry about getting my records. You don't want to go without treatment because that could be lethal, right? So we're working not me specifically, our developers are working on the custom code to build this center without walls. We call it CWOW and we're trying to enable it through the DevOps mindset. And so we're really shifting that. That's, that's amazing. I mean, to, to know what you're doing and working on, it's helping so many people. I, I read that there's, you know, hundreds of thousands of patients, you know, DeVita going to something like almost 3,000 outpatient centers. So, you know, this, this has a huge impact on, on a lot of people. And yeah, I can't imagine having to do all that paperwork repeatedly for something that, you know, you need to survive. This is a really cool application and use of technology. Um, when you first arrived at DeVita four and a half years ago, were they, you know, were they doing DevOps at that point? Is, is DevOps something that, you know, has taken off since you've been there? Give us a little sort of background on, you know, where things were before we jump into where they are and how we got here? Yeah, absolutely. So I was um, hired as a DevOps engineer to the SDLC team for four and a half years ago. And we were doing a, what I call DevOps-ish uh, workflow. We were trying, we were a very small section of the IT O&I group and we were kind of pushing uphill. We had these great ideas for testing, automated testing, pipelines, et cetera. We had the tools in place. We had Jenkins, we had the, all the Atlassian tools, but getting the developers on board, we weren't getting a lot of support from above. They loved our team, but somehow we were supposed to push it up and it wasn't a partnership. And for a good, Two, two and a half years of me being here, we've been in that, we were in that mindset. That our leadership changed a couple of years ago. Our senior VP, I believe was his title, left. And his focus was a little different. I know, and we got a, two new senior directors and they both lived in the DevOps world. One actually came from Google. He's since gone back to Google, but he was able to shift he created the DevOps lane 
and they started shifting us to this is the way we want to go. We want to adopt Google. We got on GCP. And that was that took multiple years just to get those contracts signed because there was all the legal legalese. How are you going to protect our data? There's a tip of standards. We can't be just throwing stuff out there to the web. And the choice finally came that we got Google to agree on certain legalese, right? We'll protect this much. We'll give you that much. I don't know the details. I That's way above my pay grade. Um, details I'm not interested in because it's too much for me. And he really started, he started having meetings. He created the enablement team. Training was always an afterthought before. Like I had been on teams to try to push training, but it was kind of, you need your compliance training. And if you have some time after hours, go and do this other training. Just that's a lot to ask people. It's like, hey, work your butt off for 45, 50 hours a week and then go do training afterwards. It's great when you're 21. Not so great when you're a little older. It's like, I'm tired of that. I'd like to go walk my dog and stare at a television and do nothing for a few hours. I don't want to work still. So we've moved to learning is okay. It's okay to learn. It's okay to fail. We have a lot of people who, we have a lot of teammates what we call employees that are still learning that it's okay to fail. You, you can't grow without failure. I have always said that, uh, especially in IT. You really don't know it until you break it. Like I, I can follow somebody else's code, but until I blow it, I really don't know it. it and it goes the same for DevOps. So we, we have really moved from just playing with some of the tools to really trying to push Google Cloud. What kind of tools uh, do you guys work with? Just from a tech stack, you know, are these all internal systems? Are they running on proprietary, you know, codes? Are, you know, what are you using for, you know, your tool chain? So the code that the CWOW platform is built on is all proprietary. It's all custom built. A lot of JavaScript. Yeah, JavaScript. <laughs> I don't write it. The front end kind of amazes me because we did look through the front end one day and it was like 5,000 lines of code for the login page. Um, hopefully they've cleaned it up since then. I don't know. Behind the scenes, we're using, we're still using a lot of on-prem stuff, trying to move more to the cloud, like I said. In the cloud, we're using GCP, Terraform, and GitLab pipelines, but we're still having to move a lot of stuff that's on-prem, off-prem. So it's a slow process moving our microservices off to the cloud, incorporating the pipeline. On-prem, we're building in Puppet. We're using Morpheus for our custom cloud, on-prem cloud, and we're using Jenkins for our pipelines and a lot of different Jenkins pipelines and a lot of different servers and good luck finding your server. I, like if I'm on X team, I know X's server, but if somebody says we need to go to this other Jenkins server, I may not even have permission. We're trying to get things where people could shift easily and it wouldn't be this whole brand new system you have to learn. So we're trying to move that. And I know I'm not using the big words that come in DevOps. <laughs> we're, we're trying to make it understandable for everybody. And that's great because, yeah. you know, you know, every time I talk to somebody I feel like there's an onslaught of new things that I have never heard of that there, you know, it's, it's exciting. You know, the pace of innovation in our world is, is great on one hand, on the other, you know, you, you really need to be very domain specific to, to really have any level of, you know, knowledge to any level of depth with these systems. And, 
you know, I, I, you know, come in and out of different projects and talk to different people and, you know, I, I, yeah, I'm just blown away. And then I meet them again and they're talking about totally different things like a month later. So <laughs> it's exciting um, and it's exhausting. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you know, you, you got to focus to really dig into stuff. So, so, you know, how does, you know, how does the build process work now? Like, you know, how are you guys using DevOps today? How did you get there? Uh, so we... So we had we had the change of man, leadership, which really brought it home. So we're having a lot of meetings, a lot of learning activities, trying to push the new mindset. Uh, we have a team they call Cloud Foundations, so they're kind of building in the processes and building in the rules. Mm-hmm. And now us as enablement are trying to push out those rules. We have our SRE team trying to support those rules. We have actually a member of our SRE team is building really complex monitoring tools so we can monitor these things. Because before we didn't really have eyes on this stuff. It would crash and we were just hopeful that someone could find the problem. And it was always, hey, you guys, you guys in STLC, fix it. What's your code doing? I don't know. Uh, We're trying to make sure that all all the systems along the line are, well, we were using Puppet on-prem to make sure we build our servers the same. A lot of our tool servers are the same, but the, dev, the devs weren't using that. So it was like, well, it works on this server, but not that server. We all heard that one before. So we're trying to get our environments to match. So we're using GitLab and Terraform and the GitLab pipelines to check the code now. And honestly, I'm not 100% sure how incorporated that all of the devs are. I know there are certain dev teams that are really starting to use the tools that are really starting to push out and they're really supporting the GCP tools. I'm not sure that it's 100% the development. Like I said, I don't specifically touch that because I'm in the enablement team, mm-hmm. but we are, we've got more training tools on, on site, which doesn't really address how we're doing DevOps, but I'm a little bit removed from that hands-on these days. I do try to keep myself in the tech stack a little bit because I don't want to lose all of my <laughs> tech knowledge. I'm not sure if that answered the question. Yeah. So, t- you know, tell me more about this enablement team because to me, it's, it, we work with a lot of Fortune 500 companies and it's, it's amazing. You, you know, you talked about this infrastructure that needs to be able to replicate across a large number of you know, teams and groups that need to have access, that need to be able to shift across things. Like, the kinds of things that you need to deal with at the level and scale you're operating at, at are, are very unique to sort of these classes of companies. And so, you know, I love this idea of an enablement team helping people be, you know, successful with, in this environment. So, you know, talk me through what it is that, that your team is doing to, to move this forward. That's a great question. So I've always been a big advocate of training. Just like I said, I was on teams even before we had this team trying to push training. It's a real paradigm shift at Davida actually to do other things than just compliance. It's always been a conversation. Oh yeah, you should definitely go do the training. But it was no, when I was in open source, it was, hey, go to this conference, go to that conference. Encourage, encourage, encourage. If you could do, if you can be a speaker, so come up with something to speak about, right? But here I couldn't even 
like, oh yeah, there's this free conference. You can go to that one. That's good. Enablement came from our leadership. He created the team. And when it first came about, I was a little apprehensive. I'm like, what does that mean? What is that? Is that you've just taken me out of the tech stack? Is this a cut to me? It wasn't. What it was is I had created a community of practice meeting that happens every two weeks. And it was supposed to be for our SRE team. And we ended up growing it to where the whole operations and infrastructure team is invited and comes. So what enablement does is we kind of take COP to the next level. So we make sure that those COP are happening every two weeks, but that's the basic. We're bringing in training. We're creating training videos internally. We're creating up a training space. We've created learning paths. We're doing presentations. We're going to like leadership meeting and trying to get leadership on board. And we've been told from upper above O&I, above our team, that DevOps isn't something we can do as Evita. Like we couldn't do Agile. I don't believe this to be a true statement, but it's something we obviously are still pushing up, right? So enablement, our job is to really get CWOW and everybody associated with CWOW in the same mindset with whatever it takes to get there without, you know, forcing them to go that way, right? So we want it to be a choice. So here's your opportunities. Here's the ways you could do it. Here's some opportunities to learn. Now, if they choose not to take those opportunities, that's really on them, right? I mean, you can't force someone to take a training, but here it's available. You're welcome to have it. You might really want to consider it if you really like Davida. And Davida has a very strong culture. People who are there and who are happy there are very happy there. I'm very happy there. I really like the culture. You'll hear some people say it's a cult. It's, it's not a cult. <laughs> <laughs> but it is definitely a strong culture. And a lot of that comes from the clinics, right? They want the cl- clinicians to feel and feel like part of a bigger thing, which they are. But it's very hard to see it when you're in a clinic taking care of patients all day, I'm sure. I mean, I'm not that kind of person. I couldn't do that all day, but they, it rolls downhill, right? Or uphill. We want them to be, feel like a bigger thing. And we do, it's very caring, very caring culture. In the past, IT didn't really feel like part of that culture. And we're really trying to push that, spread the wealth and know that everybody, we want you here. We want you to be part of the team, but we want you to grow with the team. This is a growth opportunity. And enablement is enabling that and enabling the message. And we just keep repeating what DevOps can do, uh, repeatability, ease of use, not ease of use. <laughs> I can't say it's easy. Not as easy. But it's, you can catch on. You don't have to eat the whole elephant kind of thing, right? You do one piece at a time. And we're trying to give them the, feed them the pieces so they can learn and move forward. I think more teams that, need this. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you're, you know, you're, you're enabling people. You have, you know, development teams, the technology groups. You have management teams. You have, you know, people across these 3,000, you know, patient care facilities. I mean, the different types of groups and the different approaches that you, I would imagine you have to take, you know, with each of these groups, I, you know, complicates an already challenging process, I would imagine. Um, what, like... What are some of the biggest challenges in trying to enable this culture? Is, is it 
the fact that you're fighting all of you know on all of these fronts. I shouldn't say enabling on all of these fronts. <laughs> is it you know the fact that you know you, you mentioned earlier you know it's probably all of these things you mentioned earlier how like you're coming into groups and departments and they've done things for a certain way for a certain period of time and like everybody were resistant to change at first you know so I mean I, I I'm overwhelmed just listening to you <laughs> tell me about all the different ways that you're you're approaching this I'm curious like you know what are some of the that you know you had to pick some of the biggest challenges that you're trying to overcome on this front. What are they? I'd say one of the biggest is, well, the whole company isn't doing this. The whole IT is not doing this. We have a lot of legacy stuff, and they swear they can't do this. It's convincing people what it is. So, like I said, we created a DevOps lane. Probably not the best idea, but I kind of understand why they did it. DevOps isn't isn't a um, technology, right? It's, it's, it's the culture. And we're trying yeah. to explain that. So, I mean, we'll talk to some groups and they're like, well, you know, I handed it over to DevOps and it disappeared. And it's like, well, first off, you can't hand it to DevOps because it's not a entity. It's, mm -hmm. it's a culture. So uh, trying to get people to really get, as a as a team, as a mindset, trying to get everybody to understand it, it's a culture and it's actually a supportive culture and it's allowing people to grow. It's not trying to take away jobs. There are people who've been here a long time and they're very protective of their jobs and very protective of their technology. And they can't see because they don't see the big picture and they haven't done the research or paid as close as like, okay, I heard them talking about DevOps, but that's their problem. That's their technology. It's not my technology. So we suddenly come in and we're really yelling from the, the, the rooftops. We're going to DevOps. Ah, I'm going to lose my job. And that's the biggest one. It's like, well, this doesn't really affect me. Or this, I can see why that team would do it, but I don't know why it would, I would do it. Because it's always worked the way I've done it. I, I just build these servers and I don't really need to worry about it. Why would I put infrastructure in code? That's not a thing. Well, it is. No, it's not. I just build a server. I, why would I put that in a repo? What is a repo? Like we have people who don't have Git. We have teams that are still on SVN. I didn't even know anyone was using that anymore. I literally did not. I honestly thought everybody was on Git and all the other stuff had gone away because why would you? And they've got teams that are like, well, we, we're not really, we kind of use a repo and we're using SVN, so I don't know why we'd want to change. We thought about changing, so we're going to go ahead and install our own GitLab. Well, why would you do that? We already have one. Let's, let's centralize it. Let's, let's all work together. It's like if your team's doing that, but our team's doing that, maybe we should collaborate and see which ones learn a little bit from each other, which is why I did the COPs. So we can have people share what their team's working on. And, and then you get teams going, oh, we were doing something like that. Maybe we can work together. It's like, ah, there you go. Hey, let's get this to where I could switch teams tomorrow and not be completely lost and have to start from scratch. This can be one big team like we are. I mean, one of the big one for all is our big saying, right? Three musketeers and one's seen that online, really we need to get there. 
So we're all working on the same thing. And two, one of my teammates put out a presentation about, we want to make every piece not so tied in to every other piece. So every piece of the development right now is so tied in that if one piece breaks, there's, you can't just slot things in and out. So which is why they cannot do, excuse me, continuous deployments right now. We have like one deployment every quarter or something, these major weekend long deployments, which is something we would love to see us get away from. But because everything's so tied in, it has to be this whole big thing. And we don't have, we're still working towards good integrated testing. So this guy had this one working. This woman had this one working. Now we've integrated and the whole thing blows up. <laughs> we're trying to move that. So that's, that's another huge hurdle is like, how do we split this stuff off so I can throw this piece in like its own module and it'll work and not kill the rest of the well, top of the dominoes, right? Yeah, no, it's, I, I love how you phrased it with, you know, DevOps is a culture and not a technology. And again, it goes back for me, like when you're working in a small organization, a lot of people are very focused on the technology. <laughs> and, you know, it's it sort of, you know, the lines are, are very blurred because, you know, you, know, you know, they're not seeing things from the bigger perspective of, you know, engineering change in this massive organization you know, it, it is a culture that's facilitated by technology, and it's a mindset. And so it's, when you said that, it kind of really clicked with me, you know, to think of it that way. And, you know, because even when we're within a, a big organization, we're working on a project or a couple of projects, and we don't, you know, we work with these kinds of teams, like enablement teams and whatnot, but, but don't have your perspective. And it really just hit me as, you know, as a wow moment there. How do you... How do you engineer this change? I'm wondering, like, you talked about meeting with people and these training materials. Like, are you using an LMS? Is it, like, primarily meeting people in person? Like, can I, I can access, you know, these things online? Like, how does, you know, if I'm someone that you're, you know, you're trying to lobby for change or help transition, how does that work from, from my perspective? So we have a lot of team meetings because it's really hard to do one-on-one. One of the people on my team, he's really, really good at speaking. Puts me to shame. I almost brought him on this meeting, but I'm like, no, I'm doing this. <laughs> I can do this. But he, he will actually meet one-on-one -on -one, or he'll meet with management. He gets invited to some of the bigger leadership meetings, and he really can advocate. And when it comes to the developers and, like, I mean, our SRE team is very DevOps focused and we're the team that's been working on this for years. So it was a natural progression for us to be a specific SRE. I say we, I'm attached to that team. We have the same manager and I used to be in the SRE. That's why I keep saying we, but I'm not officially, even though I stay in touch with them. So SRE is definitely very DevOps oriented, but the rest of the organization is still learning, making that shift and cloud foundations is very... DevOps, obviously. So our two teams are kind of advocating, advocating, advocating. But yeah, so we'll have group presentations. We are creating, creating learning paths that are very, very specific. So we started our first learning path with, with Git repos, like really just explaining what Git is. 
and then we had like one Windows person say, well, this doesn't really apply to me because I don't know how to, you can't install get on Windows. And it was like, I don't even know what that means because of course you can. I mean, you can use the UI if you so please. I don't, but you know, I have had developers say, hey, Karen, how do I get this to work in the UI? And I'm like, couldn't tell you. I've never used a Git UI. I keep forgetting those exist. So we have people in every level of understanding in the technology stack. So we're having to start from the beginning. So we have classes where it's self-driven. We're offering like Coursera courses that we've gotten through Google and Coursera. Those are by invitation only. We, we have access to Quick Lab so people can self-driven. They can run these classes. So we're offering training. We're offering group training. We have one of our team who goes up to leadership and he will keep presenting, keep presenting. Or they say you have to repeat something seven, three to seven times or something before people even hear it. So we just keep repeating what, what our goals are, what DevOps is, what we're trying to do here, and that you're not going to lose your job tomorrow. That we're not trying to code you out of a job. So it's just constant repetition. So uh, where, you know, where is this going and where do you like want it to be in the future? So sort of like short term, where do you see, you know, things going in, say, the next year? And if you could dream big, you know, what do you wish will happen, you know, two, three years down the line? So within the next year, I'd love to see us getting into all the clinics with the CWOW program. And I think that's the plan. But I would love to see the whole CWOW program, that, which is able to, there's some stuff that's going to stay on-prem, obviously, but most of it into the cloud, have our pipeline set up. I definitely would love to see, and I don't know the timelines on these, but I definitely want to see the more often releases. Like, right now it's big chunk releases hey, we just we got this really small UI change, let's push it out. When the clinics close at midnight, we can just turn it on, turn the switch. A better understanding that, that just because we push it out doesn't mean it goes active. And it doesn't mean we can't, respond, we can't roll it back. Because bringing down a clinic is not optional, we do have to figure out how to get this stuff, get these releases working within the clinics timeframes, but without having people working 48 hours on a weekend. We brought our releases down in time so people aren't spending literally 48 hours on these calls, but I would love to see it to where it's, it's a no-brainer. Hey, we need to push out this little fix, this little fix. And then after we've got CWOW fully automated and pr prove the point, love to see us expand the DevOps culture to the rest of IT. It's a ways from that. If you've read the Phoenix Project, which most DevOps engineers have, or at least have heard of it, they started with the, the one project line, right, on their, their shift. And they always say, start small, right? Take one project. CWOW is a great place to start because it is going to be worldwide. And why would you want that to be on-prem? I'm in Seattle, but I'm actually at a clinic in Africa. I would like that to be, you know, in Africa or wherever. Not, I don't think there are GTP in Africa, but, you know, 
somewhere closer than coming from Seattle. And if something breaks in Seattle, we're done. That's where some one of our server farms is. So I would love it to be expanded to the rest of IT and people to understand that this can be done even in the medical field. Well, I think that having a huge success story with CWOW will really get the rest of the organization on board. And it, it sounds like you're, you're really heading in that direction. I'd love to have you back and, and get an update, see how things are going in the future. This is, this is really exciting, you know, to, to be able to do this, you know, one, in, in a large organization, but two, in a way that's going to have a, a, a very meaningful impact on, you know, people's lives. And, and save lots. I mean, it's, it's crazy, you know. It, it's really fulfilling, I think, to work on, you know. I, I enjoy a lot of the projects we work on, but there's something, you know, special and, and so much more rewarding about this kind of project. So, yeah. thank you. You're welcome. All righty. We're, yeah, my pleasure. We're, uh, we're going to wrap up. We're out of time. Really appreciate uh, you joining us, Karen. Really appreciate everyone tuning in to listen. If you like this talk, please remember to upvote, subscribe, and share it out. We need to spread the word about DevOps and taking DevOps as a culture, not just a technology. You can check out our past Tag1 Team Talks at tagone.com slash tag1teamtalks. As always, we'd love your feedback on today's show as well as input and idea for future topics. You can email us at tag1teamtalks at tag1.com. And again, thank you very much, Karen. Really appreciate it. I will talk to you soon. Take care, everybody. Thank you.